Hey there, I'm Rianne Mullins, and I'm the host of the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. 15 years ago, I lost 65 pounds by revamping my lifestyle in a very realistic and totally manageable way. Now I teach other women how to ditch the yo-yo dieting cycle and start living a balanced, fit, and happy life through real food, effective exercise, and a powerful mindset. Each week, I'll be popping into your ears to teach you how you too can live a balanced and fit life free from unrealistic diets and crazy expectations. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. This is Ray Ann Mullins, your host, and I am so excited today for our topic. You know, so many people just don't understand metabolism. So many people don't understand how to treat their body. And so many people don't understand that just cutting out all the noise in the world and focusing just on themselves and not on what everyone else is doing, that they could actually find the answer to their metabolism within their own um, mind. So I am just finishing up a five-day metabolism challenge, and I'm feeling extra pumped right now because I am also have opened up the doors to my revamped and supercharged 12-week BFF method program. So if you want to check it out, there's a link in the show notes that will take you right to the information page, and you can just find out the information there. And if you have other questions, just get in touch with me. So since last week was the metabolism jumpstart challenge that I ran, and since I did just open up the program this week to help women balance, reset, and optimize their metabolism, I thought it'd be a great idea to cover the five biggest movers for metabolism or for, you know, moving your metabolism in the right direction. So today I'll explain what what metabolism is. Okay. And then list out the five things you can be doing right now to help elevate the metabolism, make sure you're burning the most fat that you can, and just feel the best you possibly can. So how does that sound? Hopefully good, because that's what we're doing. (laughs) Okay. So what is your metabolism? Well, first, I think it's important to tell you what is not your metabolism. It is not an organ. Okay. It's not something that you can push a button on and make work better. Okay. It is not something that you lose or find. Okay. It's just your metabolism. Everybody has one. Okay. You're not going to lose it. (laughs) But metabolism refers to the chemical process that takes place as your body converts food and drinks into energy. It's a complex process that combines calories and oxygen to create and release energy. It's all about energy. Okay. And this energy fuels your body functions. Okay. Your metabolism constantly provides your body with energy for essential just body functions like, oh, you know, breathing, things like that, keeping your heart beating. Your body needs a minimum number of calories. Okay. To sustain these basic functions. This is called your basal metabolic rate or your BMR. Okay. Factors like your age, your gender, your the amount of muscle you have, your activity level, they all affect your metabolism or your BMR, your basal metabolic rate. Okay? So I want you to think think of calories, 
um, you know, food is equal to calories, which is equal to energy, which is equal to a functioning body. Okay. So things like breathing, circulating your blood, digesting food, growing and repairing cells, managing hormone levels, regulating body temperature. These are all things that your body does for you automatically as long as you are treating it right. Okay. You need energy or food to help you do these basic functions daily. And you know what? If you don't eat enough food, well, all of these systems might get sluggish and this leads to so many other problems and diseases. All right. Your metabolism is best described as a thermostat. Okay. So the reason I say a thermostat is just imagine your house right now. Okay. Let's say that you keep your thermostat at um, 70 degrees. And by the way, I know everybody has different ideas of what is a good temperature, but um, 69 to 70 is pretty much what we keep ours at, which I got to tell you, I think it's a little chilly, but my husband does not. So there's that. Anyway, let's just say for the example's sake that you keep your thermostat in your house set at 70 degrees. So what happens? Let's say that it's a beautiful day and the sun's out and it's warming up outside. Your house is naturally going to increase its temperature, right? So let's say that your house warms up to 72 degrees. Well, what's going to happen? Because you have this thermostat set at 70. And, and by the way, this is assuming you have an automatic, you know, system. But anyway, what happens if it gets to 70, it's going to like kick on to put on a little cooler air to bring the temperature back and down in the house to 70. Okay. Now on the flip side of it, let's say that, um, it's really cold outside. Let's say it's windy. It's, you know, freezing rain or, or whatever. It's just really cold outside. Your house is probably the temperature may drop down to, let's say 68, 67 and your thermo thermostat, the house is going to be like, whoop, it's a little chilly in here. So we're going to kick on some heat to warm it back up. Okay, so you have this like cooling, heating, trying to manipulate, right, the air so that the temperature stays around 70 degrees. Well, this is how your metabolism works in your body. Okay, it's constantly adapting and testing your temperature, so to speak, and adjusting and adapting to your metabolic environment. If you eat a sufficient amount of food for your activity level, you will feel sustainable energy, you won't crave junk foods, and you will not be super hungry all the time. Now, if you don't eat enough food, you will feel less energetic, it will be harder to think and focus, you'll feel hungry, and you will crave foods that aren't going to help your waistline, okay? Your metabolism also is a great tool to measure stress. The amount of stress that you experience will influence your metabolism greatly. Okay. Many people um, instead, though, think about their metabolism or body as a calculator. In order to lose weight, you need to bring in less calories than you put out. Okay. So you need to consume fewer calories than you burn. Okay. But there's a fine line to this theory. If you have too much of a deficit, okay, let's say you're eating way less calories. Um, then you're burning, you will hit a plateau or maybe even gain some weight. Okay. Your body understands when it's under too much stress. Okay. And when I'm talking about stress here, I'm talking about like, re you know, drastically reducing your calories. That's stressful on your body and exercising too much. That's also stress on your body. 
Okay. So if it's under too much stress, it's going to shut down the burning effect. It's simply trying to keep you safe and alive. So remember I talked about how you have to have those basic daily functions, you know, like, you know, blood flowing, you know, breathing, heart beating, all that stuff that you don't have to think about. Your body knows that it has to keep energy to keep you alive and to keep those things functioning and moving and going. So if you're not eating enough food, then, you know, what's going to happen is any little bit it can of extra food is going to save just so that it can stay alive. Okay. So that's kind of just something to think about. So the best way to have a deficit, okay, remember a deficit of calories to lose weight, right? You have to eat less than you, um, you know, than you burn, but you don't want it to be too big of a deficit. Okay. So to figure this out and to figure out your sweet spot, research has shown that around 250 to 500 calories in a deficit are good for most people. And it's important that you don't spend years and years and years in a deficit. So if you're somebody who's been dieting and dieting and dieting and exercising and exercising and exercising, and you're not seeing results, this very well could be the problem is that maybe the deficit is too great. Okay. And your body is simply trying to stay alive. And so it's saving, storing your food. Okay. So, um, you know, basically your body could be rebelling against you to keep your fat safe, you know, because it's thinking, Woo, we better save some of this fat over here in case we need it someday. Like this lady's starving me. So I'm going to keep it just in case we need to keep her heart pumping or just in case we need to keep the blood flowing or just in case, you know, we got to keep her breathing. And I'm making that really extreme sounding, but it's, it's really true. Okay. So it's not really what we want though, right? You need to look at all the areas in your life and figure out what you can do to create a better environment for your body and your mind so that you can find that healthy balance and start to lose weight and keep it off. Now, of course, I'm talking about weight loss here. Maybe you're listening to my program and you don't have to lose weight, and that's fine, but maybe you just want to feel better. Maybe you want more energy. Maybe you want better sleep. Maybe um, you know you just want to feel better overall, and so this all applies to the same thing, not just weight loss, okay? I think it's important you know, to note here that a very low-calorie, like a very low-calorie diet can definitely help you lose weight. I mean, anybody can lose weight, okay? We see it all the time with fad diets. That's why people get super excited and promote dieting or special programs because they get excited and they want to share the news and, you know, the way that they did it. I get it. I mean, look at what I'm doing. I found what works for me and I'm trying to spread the news as well. But the problem with most of these other like fad diets and programs is that people do them for too long. We are people that want results. And if we get a taste of success or results, then we think, oh, well, if that worked, then I should do it more or longer or harder, right? To see even more results or success. But that's where most people go wrong. You really should not do a diet of extremely reduced calories for too long or your metabolism will rebel. A big deficit of calories should not last longer than a few weeks at a time. Okay, and these are all of the things that I cover in my 12-week program. And in the 12-week program, we take it step by step so that we're not doing too much too fast and we slowly let your metabolism adapt to your changes. Okay, so remember you can check out the show notes if you're 
um, curious about that program. Now, today I promised that I would share with you five areas that are big movers for your metabolism, okay? These five areas, I believe, will help you create the energy balance that you need to see body change. I also want to remind you that I've been there. I've been on both sides of the fence. I spent years dieting, reducing calories to a very low amount while trying to exercise off the rest, okay? So I remember back in college, I would sit in class and just waste time not paying attention because I would literally be sitting there calculating how much weight I thought I could lose before I went home for a break. And I I just have this one year. It was like my, I guess it was my sophomore year. I remember I was so obsessed with like trying to lose weight before going home. It's like I didn't want my friends at home to see that I had gained weight. So anyway, I would sit there and determine about how many calories I should eat how many I estimated I could burn on the stationary bike that I spent sometimes an hour and a half on. And I would try to estimate at volleyball practice about how many calories I could burn. And if I jumped rope extra long that day, if I could burn just a few more, I would always think, well, okay, at this rate, I should be able to lose two to four pounds a week. And then I would estimate, okay, well, in eight weeks, I will weigh, you know, X. Okay. I was thinking about my body and my metabolism metabolism as a calculator. And remember, I told you that that is not how it works, okay? And actually, I just kept gaining weight instead, which we all know drives us totally bonkers. So I have also been on the side where I just didn't care anymore. I gave up. I figured I was screwed due to my genetics and my bad luck. Well, I'm here to tell you that everyone can change with some better solutions, better tools, and a better mindset. You just have to do something different. You have to be able to let go of the dieting mindset and open up your mind and heart to another way, okay, to a way that makes better sense and actually feels better. So really quick, I just want to turn back to um, the ways that our body burns calories. Okay. So there are so many factors, um, and ways that, um, your metabolism affects your functioning functions in your body. Okay. These include, okay. So your muscle mass, it takes more energy or calories to build and maintain muscle than fat. People with more muscle mass often have faster metabolisms and they burn more calories just at rest. Okay. So in your mind, think muscle, muscle, The second factor is age, okay? You do lose muscle as you get older, which slows down the metabolism. But the misconception here is a lot of people think, well, I'm getting older, so I'm losing my metabolism or I'm losing the ability. Well, it gets harder, but it doesn't mean you can't help it, okay? That's a huge misnomer. Um, Your sex. Um, Males tend to have faster metabolisms than females. It just is. They have more muscle mass, larger bones, and less body fat generally. Okay. Your genetics. The genes you inherit from your parents play a role in your muscle size and the ability to build muscle mass. So if you have poor genetics like I do, then you might have to work a little bit extra hard or just at least pay attention a little bit more. You can't just not worry about it. Um, physical activity. Okay. That's another way that your body burns is through walking, chasing after your kids or grandkids, playing tennis and other forms of exercise cause your body to burn more calories than being sedentary. I mean, duh, we know that, right? 
Um, and then here's one that's surprising, but please don't do it. It's smoking. Nicotine speeds up your metabolism, so you burn more calories. Um, this is one reason that people who quit smoking tend to put on weight. But the health consequences, obviously, of smoking, you know, things like cancer, blood blood pressure problems, coronary artery disease, they definitely outweigh any benefit you might get from burning a few extra calories. So please don't take up smoking for your metabolism. That would be silly. But if you are smoking, um, stop. Stop it. All right. Let's get to the ways that you can help your metabolism. All right. So I told you I was going to give you five ways or five things that you can be doing or working on to help create a more efficient and balanced metabolism. And of course, these are going to be, I'm just going to list them out kind of in general because there's a lot more to each one of the five um, factors, but I just want to give you a, a few ideas of what you can do. And then, of course, if you want to join me in my 12-week program, we'll dive into these a lot deeper. So the very first thing that will help your metabolism is clearly your nutrition or your diet. You know, it's obvious that this is important. But many people come to me not realizing that what they eat has a really big impact on their metabolism. So many people think that they need to be burning more and more and more and eating less and less and less. Well, at some point, you know, this is just not going to work because you can only eat so little and exercise so much. Remember, I told you that finding that small window of balance is better for your metabolism. Okay, that small deficit. When you eat too little, your body can't do its regular functions that we discussed. So it sends out signals to find food. You will crave sugar and fat and you will feel super tired, okay? The best thing you can do for your diet is to slow it down, pay attention, you know, notice, you know, what you're eating, how much you're eating, and how it's affecting your hunger and your energy and your cravings and your sleep and your moods. Protein is a major player when it comes to hormone and metabolism balance. Be sure to include protein at each meal. It is so critical. And of course, if you want to watch how much processed sugar you're eating, that would be very helpful too. You've got to eat less of the processed, sugary junk food, essentially, and more of the whole foods, things like proteins and whole vegetables and actual food, okay, less processed things. Um, in my 12-week program, we take a deeper dive into nutrition, and I'll share with you my best practices to finding your own metabolic balance, okay? So how much protein, how many carbs, how much fat, you know, how much do you really need? I mean, do you really need to eat 10 vegetables a day? Is that even true? And then when you start to understand nutrition a little better, it's so much easier to see how your food is affecting your results and your happiness, Okay, so the first thing, the first mover for metabolism is clearly your diet. The second one, and by the way, these aren't specifically in order of importance. They're all important. Um, the second one, though, is working out. Okay, remember I told you as we age, we lose muscle. And the more muscle you have, the better your metabolism. So working out to build lean muscle or to maintain is super important. Okay, um, so when I say working out to build muscle, I'm talking about working out with resistance. So dumbbells, barbells, bands, bodyweight, kettlebells, you know, anything like that that's going to give you resistance training, okay? 
It can help you maintain or build your muscle. And here's the thing. You have to fuel up for your workouts, okay? They may be a waste of your energy if you don't eat enough. You have to eat enough and work on building those muscles, okay? It doesn't work to eat like a bird and then go work out like crazy. It doesn't work, at least long-term, okay? Now, the third thing that you can do is manage your stress, and this is a biggie. Most people don't realize that their stress levels have a huge impact on their metabolism. If you're exercising, eating really well, and still not seeing results, you really want to check your stress levels. Chronic stress is just a silent killer. Getting to the bottom of what is stressing you is important for true, true change. If you are someone who constantly pushes their problems and fillings under the rug, you're probably seeing a reduction in your metabolism efficiency due to the extra chronic stress that you are under. So get that stress under control. Do things like deep breathing exercises, um, taking short walks, um, talking to a therapist, talking to a friend. There are ways that you can manage your stress and it is not, um, it doesn't have to be that hard. Okay, it is really, really important. Now, the fourth mover of your metabolism is getting enough sleep. God, this is, I can't tell you how important sleep is. Okay, it's such a huge reminder that we really, really do need our beauty rest. We really need to be aiming for seven to nine hours of sleep a night to help keep our metabolism nice and healthy. Sleep helps repair your muscles from workouts. It helps restore cognitive function. It helps manage stress and gives you more energy to get through your days. Okay, so your work days, your workouts, um, your chores, uh, dealing with the kids, dealing with the grandkids, dealing with your husband. <laughs> Just kidding. So get enough sleep. Do what you can to better your sleep environment so that it's easier to get to sleep and stay asleep. All right. Um, and then our fifth metabolic mover is just moving your body more through non-exercise activity. Okay, so more and more research is showing us that one of the biggest indicators of an efficient and adaptable metabolism is non-exercise activity. This is just movement through the day, less sitting, more standing, less TV time and more movement more walking, fidgeting, dancing, taking the stairs, parking further away, pacing while you're on the phone, doing laundry, doing the dishes, watering the plants, cutting the grass. These all have an impact on your overall metabolism. Just move more. As we age, we tend to move less, okay? Especially if you're not working in an office or you, maybe you don't have little kids to chase after anymore. You know, you'll have to make a concerted effort to get up and move more throughout the day. I literally have an alarm set on my phone every hour that reminds me to stand up and move. So even if it's just for a minute, I get up, I kind of shake it off, you know, I move my arms, lift my knees, do some torso twists and just get in a little stretch. Is it perfect? No, but it's better than getting stiff and never moving for hours and hours from my chair. Okay, so... You know, I think a lot of you are that that's it. That's the five main things. And I could go into a lot more detail, but I just wanted to keep it brief today. Um, and if you want a lot more detail, of course, you could check out my program um, or even review my group. The challenge is in the Balanced Fit and Free Lifestyle group on Facebook. So if you're not in there, get in there. We have some good times in there. Okay, so I think a lot of you 
probably came to this episode looking for some magic pill or some new exciting way to trick your metabolism, right? Well, I'm sorry that I don't have any brand new amazing thing that will catapult your metabolism back to when you were 16, but I do think it's pretty exciting and amazing that you can do some very simple habit shifts to help your metabolism be more efficient. I think it's really exciting that you don't have to do extreme dieting to help yourself. I think it's exciting that you don't have to be a runner or you, or even do a ton of working out to see a change. I also think it's amazing that you can sleep more and improve your metabolism. All of those things sound great to me. So as I mentioned at the beginning and throughout, can you tell I'm excited about my program? <laughs> I have opened up registration for the 12-week BFF method program. We get started on Monday, March 28th. I will not be running this program as a group program again until September. So if you're ready to stop the yo-yo dieting cycle, start learning how to balance your metabolism and finally start to lose weight for good, then please check out this very sensible and life-changing program. I literally teach you everything that I did to lose 65 pounds and keep it off for over 16 years now. And I promise you that it's not as hard as you think. I always love to hear from you guys, so please let me know what part of this episode surprised you the most. Did you learn anything new? I definitely hope that you did learn something new. Um, I'm really excited to be bringing you lots of information. I'm going to keep doing this podcast and bringing you more and more good stuff. So I'll catch you with another episode of the Balanced Fit and Free podcast next week. Thank you for tuning into the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And if you are looking for a crew of amazing women who are also seeking a balanced, fit, and free lifestyle, be sure to join my exclusive community on Facebook. The link is waiting for you in the show notes. Until next time, keep your thoughts positive and your coffee hot.